Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Tiz the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Tom. And I'm so happy we're back. Me too. The last week of, uh, of Hallmark Movie Month, guys. I'm also glad about that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I am over the movies, guys. I, I am glad that we're following it up with our Harry Potter Christmas stuff. Yeah. Although we're getting some shade thrown at us about that now. Oh, I, I know. Disco got into the mix, huh? <laughs> well, I'm excited about this week. And this is my pick. It is 2015's not actually a Hallmark movie, The Spirit of Christmas. Um, so actually aired on Lifetime, I believe, even though it's a separate non-Lifetime affiliated movie. Um, and I've got a few interesting notes about the difference between Lifetime Christmas movies and Hallmark Christmas movies we'll talk about later. Um, Tom, you want to give a brief synopsis for people who did not get a chance to watch it? I'd love to, Julie, and thank you for putting one together because it's much more positive than mine would probably be. <laughs> Emotionally frigid attorney Kate Jordan accepts an end-of-the-year assignment to get a reputably haunted inn appraised and sold by year's end. By and by, she meets Daniel, the resident ghost, who, for the past 95 years, inexplicably returns to life each December during the 12 days of Christmas. Kate has only one logical recourse for their mutual benefit. Break the curse that binds him, but falling for a man almost a century her senior isn't, in her, isn't among her plans. So, Thank you, Tom. <laughs> fortunately, I have seen this movie, but um, in the craziness of getting started with a new job this week, I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> I do remember this one very, very well from last year. So This may have eclipsed my pri- previous favorite Tom story when you thought uh, Rise of the Guardians is a Christmas-themed <laughs> sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I thought Rise of the Guardians was the name of... The, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So my history with this movie, I'm going to steal it and go, is I saw this movie last year, uh, but I uh, did not see it uh, for this episode. I think I remember enough to talk about it, so we're in luck. <laughs> Anthony, what's your history with this movie? My history with this film is three hours ago. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't hate it, but it uh, it has one of my biggest pet peeves, which I'll just tell you right now. A horrible actor. 
Oh well, tr- tr- trust trust me. The acting I will go on a tear about later, but I hate hate with a passion stories that revolve a living human being falling in love with a ghost. I hate it. Now, one exception is when it's like children, like that preteen crush, like Hocus Pocus or Casper, you know, where they don't know better. They're little teenagers. They have a little crush on this ghost boy, cute ghost boy. But when it's a grown man or a woman falling in love with a dead man or a woman, I have a problem. So when I, before I watched this film, when I Googled the synopsis just to see what I was getting into, I was like, oh no. So I think going in with very low expectations helped me a little bit because I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but I didn't particularly like it. What if the ghost is hot? Like super hot. Uh, attractiveness can only go so far when, it can, when he's, his personality is so wooden. When he's incorporeal. <laughs> <laughs> and that too. <laughs> That's relative to the amount of hotness. Can I tell so you guys I, a really exciting news flash that I just got? Definitely. Just on my screen for my wife. Um, Target has released the fall sense of the Myers hand soaps today. <gasps> Ooh, that, Ooh. that is very exciting. Have you smelled them? No. Nope. Make I can't number, wait to now. Make it number are one they, on your action item list. Are they new every year or it is the same sense? I think it's the same right. sense every year. Then I have smelled them, and they're delightful. All right, I know I'm going to Target tomorrow. Oh, that's exciting. Um, my history with this movie, I actually watched it prior to recording, or prior to getting it on the schedule. I watched this um, after Christmas this past year when the season was really doing it for me, right? Because every we'd already packed up all of our Christmas stuff, and I was really needing something Christmassy, and so I watched this, and I have a feeling that did a lot to help me like this movie. Not that I don't have issues with it, which I'm sure we'll get to. Okay, so let's go over the credits pretty quickly. There's not a lot to speak of, but let's note them anyway. So it was directed by David Jackson, who's done a whole lot of TV, and the most notable made-for-TV movie I noticed, that because I know y'all like it, is Return to Halloween Town. Y'all like that movie. It's the worst of the four, in my opinion. Oh, no. Because What's-Her-Name wasn't in it a lot. Uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Yep. Uh, um, hmm. I still like it. It's still fun and gives me the Halloween feels. I like that. I like all four of them. Hmm. Can I ask you which one's your favorite real quick, Tom? Is the it the original? The original. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. Mine too. Uh, my least favorite of the four is probably uh, Calabar's Revenge. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mine pretty much uh, with each new sequel, it gets worse and worse for me. Just like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but anyway. Yeah. Funny story about Pirates. We bought that DVD for, we went and saw it in the movie theater and bought it for everybody in our family for Christmas. Yeah. Because we thought it was so great. We bought it for my parents and Christine's parents and sister. And um, I've never seen a sequel. None of them? Nope. I just thought this is so good. I'm going to leave it where it is. The second one isn't half bad, but the rest I would skip. That's my opinion. I like World's End. I have this odd fascination with World's End. I like the climax in World's End, the big ship battle and the whirlpool. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's a good trilogy capper, but mm-hmm. it's the worst of the three. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so this movie is also written by Nancy Silver. It's kind of the same thing. A lot of made-for-TV movies, including some Christmas ones. Um, our cast... Do, do all her Christmas movies involve somebody getting murdered with a rock? No. No, they don't. <laughs> this is the outlier. Um, so we have three kind of main characters, I would say. The three that I chose to focus on because they were my three favorite are our main leading man, AKA also, or also the ghost uh, is Daniel is the character named played by Thomas Baudouin. He's a Frenchie. So I assume that's how you say that. Um, he, not again, not much, lots of independent movies. Um, and he was in a few blacklist episodes. Um, our leading lady who is alive in this movie is Jen Lilly, the actress. She plays Kate, a whole lot of soap opera experience and a few Christmas movies with Hallmark. You could tell uh, she has a soap opera experience from her acting. Yes. yes so wait, can. He, he's actually uh, from, like when you say he's a Frenchie, he's from France. He is, uh, okay. he's half Canadian, half French. So he's fluent. He so he's French-Canadian? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they call that. <laughs> no, that's usually, that's usually just the Quebecois, right? They just call them French-Canadians? Anyway. Sure, the what, the what? Quebecois, the people from Quebec. What does that mean? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, why I mean, I feel like Anthony should be answering these questions. Anthony, aren't they called? Aren't those just called the French Canadians? Uh, I have no clue. <laughs> the rest of you're geographically closer to Canada than we are. You should know this stuff. Not to mention, my wife is Canadian. <laughs> but, exactly. but it's cute that you admit in, that. In in, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm. I'd rather be Canadian nowadays too. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say, though? No, uh, Quebec, I don't... Quebec is an outlier in Canada in general. They don't like the rest of Canada. The rest of Canada doesn't like them, so I don't really... Really? About, yeah. They think That's they're funny. better than the rest of the country. Uh, and for good measure, I threw in Robert Walsh here. He plays Rafferty. He doesn't have a huge part in it, but I liked his character. He was kind of one of those older, stately gentlemen and the Hallmark movie. So I liked him. He was in Black Mass and Amistad to two of his most notable things. And then he, the TV stuff. He was my favorite character in this movie. Oh, me too, yes. by far. Him and, is it Carol that he strikes it up with? Oh. Right? That was a sweet relationship. I really liked that. Um, so main idea of the movie is you have... Kate, who's a workaholic and is awful with relationships, the whole movie opens with her eating dinner with her current beau and him breaking up with her and her just being relieved. Um, so she has commitment issues. Uh, Daniel is haunting the bed and breakfast. He has living she, issues. He has li <laughs> living issues. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. And then Rafferty is just kind of the innkeeper and he knows Daniel's whole backstory. So he knows he's a ghost and he knows he's only quote alive for 12 days before Christmas. Um, when he actually has a, like a, when he's not like a, an invisible ghost. He's like he a, a corporeal, be corporeal being. Yes. A very, a very nice being. <laughs> so can I, can I ask a single most attractive person I've ever seen in any 
made-for-TV Christmas movie. Wow. This guy is hot. And it's hilarious because if you Google the spirit of Christmas, you will see multiple <laughs> entries of how hot this guy is and how this movie is basically just an extension to watch him in all of his can't act glory. And, and his random five-second shirts off scene. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to talk about Lifetime Christmas movies versus Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> Have you ever seen a shirtless hot guy in a Hallmark Christmas movie? No, Hallmark can't no, do that. They're not they allowed. They can't do that. Right, exactly. But So I feel like Lifetime really took it to another level, which is probably the success. Wow. You realize it so, has a 7.5 stars out of 10 on IMDb. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. But yeah. can, can I talk about that Hallmark versus Lifetime for a second? Yeah. What? So do you remember, it was one of our earliest episodes, I brought up how anyone can submit a Christmas screenplay or novel to Hallmark. Remember? That? Yeah. We talked about that. But in the guidelines, it has a bunch of things. Can't show nudity or even partial nudity. You can't, I forget what was the, you couldn't really even say like a PG rated curse word. Like it has to be like really PG. And uh, you can't even imply uh, sexual intercourse. It has to be kissing. You can't go full on like making out or over the clothes touching or anything like that. Like so they had a bunch of very stringent rules so yeah so i i did notice that that's when i realized oh this can't be homer right exactly (laughs) um so over the course of kate after having discovered daniel as a ghost she decides she wants to figure out why he's only alive for 12 days before christmas um so there's lots of flashbacks in the movie we see daniel's backstory where his his sweetheart Lily um, and it involves his brother and it involves this business associate he ran rum with basically. So Daniel needed more money. He teams up with this guy to run, to run rum. Whew. Say that 10 times. <laughs> no, seriously do it. Red rum. Red, red rum. <laughs> Not red rum. <laughs> Different ghost story guys. Come on now. Um, the superior run, ghost run, story. Run, Can we run, agree on run, that? Run, 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 I... run, 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 run. <laughs> that was hard. You can cut that. I'm going to cut that. Um, <laughs> Kate's job is to figure out who killed him and why is he still hanging around. Um, they figure out who killed him. It was the guy that was running rum with him. And in this super weird ending to this movie that honestly – breaks all plot constraint just to just to blanket kind of the climax in general so he figures out that the guy he was running around with is the one that killed him um he also figures out that lily got married very quickly after he died which he took as a betrayal initially when he heard the rumors around town for these 95 years he's been ghosting around um turns out she it was a marriage of convenience she was actually pregnant with daniel's baby and you know appearances back then so he was relieved to hear that she actually did love him and that his baby was a thing I guess I don't know that he had a baby even though they both died together in childbirth and so like he was sort of at peace at that moment and while that's all going on there Kate and Daniel are falling in love so we get to this scene where 
it's not just Daniel, the ghost in the room, but it's also Lily, the ghost, which was his girlfriend and Henry. Was it Henry? The rum runner. <laughs> so very odd choice <laughs> because at first you think that like the resolution moment is when he figures out that Lily wasn't just cheating on him and that he had a baby out there at some point and that was all sweet. And I sort of thought that would be it, right? I feel like you're supposed to think that's it. Mm -hmm. He gets teary eyed and she leans in and it's this moment, but then they have to bring the other ghosts back and I don't understand it. It would have been a lot better <laughs> to end it at that point. It would have. Let us I, this all felt fuzzy. extra. Let's I don't get the very end. It was a good, I don't, that would have been a good ending though. I mean, you would have left on a high note. You would have felt happy. He got resolution. He is at peace. He did. That would have left the last Christmas party in the beautiful bed and breakfast is kind of the icing on the top of the cake. Um, so can, everything can one of you? Bed and breakfast was amazing. That was just. Yeah. So, oh. you know, that's a real bed and breakfast in Vermont. They filmed Ooh. it on location in a bed and breakfast in Vermont. Anthony, can you go do some uh, recon for us on it? Yeah, I should. Sure. Should definitely do that. Oh, that sounds so amazing. So back to the odd ending. Can we, I have questions about the, I don't, did he, like, okay. Uh, but, because, You're talking about the ending, ending, ending. The ending, and I have a question, I just, I don't. By this point, I had like mentally checked out, and then when it happened, I was like, I'm not going to waste my time or wind this. I'm just going to so, ask them on the podcast. Yeah, so Did Lily, he come back to life? Yes, yes. absolutely, because that's how all the things are with he had the choice to go with Lily into the ever, ever after with his former true love and mother of his dead baby. And I assume his baby is also in the ever after, but he decided to stay for Kate, which but led he's, to a so glorious scene of him in a beautiful brown hat and a jacket stomping through the snow and then a kiss and it's glorious. So he's been dead for 95 years and they just... Some the higher power God brings him back to life just because oh you got oh you got resolution with your first love well, I'm oh, gonna give so you cool. you like this girl let's go yeah ahead. no so what also bothered me about that is he felt betrayed right I mean that was a big part of his anger issues his personality mm -hmm. problem that he had was that he felt betrayed because his his love of his life got remarried I kind of feel like saying you know what see you later dead girl. I like this live girl is a much worse betrayal than what he was bemoaning throughout his entire, this entire, his, through his entire emo phase of this film. All I know is All I would have preferred the, I would have preferred the ending to Hocus Pocus if Binks decided not to pass on into the afterlife with his sister and stayed as a cat forever to hang out with Danny. You know, I don't, I, 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 this ending just perplexed me. I don't understand how, like, it wasn't a curse, right? He was haunting this place. It's not like it was like... No, he, he was, was dead. Yeah, he it was... was, an, it, was he was dead. Okay, so... I don't... I don't get it. The logic for me, there was no logic to it. <laughs> At least Casper had the machine that brought the ghost back to life. <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Anthony, you are not the target demographic for this movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. Guess who is the target demographic for this movie? Julia. Me. But, and you love girl. this ending. 
but I'm not the target demographic for a lot of Hallmark movies. And I like, I appreciate their endings better. This one is just logic I can't get past. So I feel like the level of attractiveness and simmering, simmering feelings throughout the vein of this entire movie made the ending not as crazy to me. I, I, I recognized fully how ridiculous it was and I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'll, I will say if <laughs> not hashtag not my Christmas ghost story. You want a Christmas ghost love story? I prefer Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Where he's oh, forced. now there you go. I'm um, just having so much fun hearing Julia fawn <laughs> over hot dead guy. Really attractive. He's exactly how I like my ghost. He's almost to the level of Patrick Swayze's. Patrick Swayze in Ghost, which let me tell you, is a pretty high, a high bar to hit. That's another ghost movie that I couldn't stand. It's a ghost films. It's a ghost love stories. I can't stand them. I told you, it's my pet peeve. In all fairness, though, the ghost love story, like their love existed pre-death. Yes. Yeah. So, that's why I give that sure. one a little bit more of a pass than this one. Yes. A hundred percent. You're right. So with that one, you know, it's the idea that love conquers all. And it, it was the same thing with Jack Frost, which we'll eventually cover. They were married yeah. pre-death. Like, that's another problem I have with this film. Again, this live woman in her prime falls in love with a dead man. What's not to love? Even if he looks like an ogre. She well. didn't know he was going to come back to life at the end. What was she? No, remember, she said she was committed to just having 12 days a year every year. She'd wait for him. Which is funny, kind of brings me back to World's End since we started talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I like a love story that has huge stakes. And this one did. It may have been poorly acted. There may have been just a little bit of chemistry between the two, but the acting was so big of a bridge, it was kind of hard to get past it. And the writing may have been not quite up to par. (laughs) But one, it had atmosphere, which we were greatly missing last year last week it had it that's my biggest uh you know even thumbs the, subtle, up for this film. the subtle score mm-hmm. um the background everything um just felt like christmas mm-hmm. and i but liked the, the ghost story feeling to it kind of that creepy that's other- my other that's my other perk but just like a christmas carol it's supposed yep. to christmas used to be about ghost stories so i yep. get the idea of setting a ghost story at christmas it's yep. just the execution for me. Yeah. He was yeah. so oh, he was so pedantic too. Just mm-hmm. I mean his his I don't know if it was the I don't know if it was the script or the application. I don't know who to blame, but it was just he would droll on and on. And I'm like, I get it, pretty guy. Pretty ghost. <laughs> it. Man, I, I get you you're emo. You were you are like <laughs> total emo before it was cool, but uh I'm 99.9% sure the writer of this movie, who was a woman, probably saw who they had cast and thought, let's be honest here, it doesn't really matter how good of an actor he is. Is that definitely what people are going to care about? No. I can hear her now. I'm just going to phone this one in, guys. <laughs> it's a made-for-TV movie, not a high bar, to, not a high threshold to cross anyway. And uh, I got this pretty boy here, so we're, we're good. We're good. So, Sarah walked in when I was watching it, 
and she thought she thought he was a very attractive guy, but she thought mm-hmm. he could be related. He, she thought that he had a similar face uh, and it was much more, you know, slim than uh, to Henry Cavill. They had a very similar yeah. face. And oh, that's like Sarah's, like, you know, oh, guy. Yeah. And she, she's excited about um, Mission Impossible coming out shortly. I'm pretty sure that's the reason she's excited about it. <laughs> Good looking man. Yeah. He's not my but, Superman. No, he's not my Superman not either, my but Superman. he's beautiful. But but once she once she pointed that out, I could see it like the resemblance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. be like they could play you know brothers or something cousins. Skinny brother. To- but yeah, the much more uh, <laughs> the much more toned brother to the bulky brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Any other likes dislikes we want to call out about this one? Not much to talk about. I I thought some of the ghost stuff. Like I said, I like the ghost. Like. I liked the idea of setting it, uh, doing a ghost Christmas story. Mm-hmm. So some of the, when they leaned into the ghost stuff, like the black hand that went to grab his at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, when she first arrives at the inn and they're really playing up the haunted feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that stuff was well done. Well executed. Mm-hmm. Hashtag ghost stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ghost world. <laughs> uh, the setting again was beautiful that house was just really something it felt like a christmas movie mm-hmm. i was it so thankful for that too really did i need the I atmosphere that, but... was christmassy it didn't feel Chris- like a christmas movie to me though but you know it what looked I mean, like, like a christmas it, movie it, okay there we go i can agree with that it looked like a christmas movie um any favorite quotes or scenes can i guess your favorite scene a shirtless scene <laughs> <laughs> That's my second favorite. My favorite no. <laughs> I um, I liked all of the scenes with Rafferty and I want to say her name's Carol. It's uh, Molly. 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 Yes, I I think those were my favorite scenes of the whole movie. They had a real chemistry, and they were, I mean, as far as acting is concerned, they were uh, the best two people in in the movie. Um, I loved that he bought the inn at the end. I did too. That was a really nice, uh, I mean, it just needed to happen. And I was more excited by their kiss in the snow at the end than uh, Ghost Boy and Soap Opera Girl. (laughs) Can I point out a really, (laughs) a really atrocious piece of acting on her part? Absolutely. It was toward the beginning. She was reading a book in bed at the inn. When she nods off reading that book, I was like, oh my God, I've seen high school stage acting better than this. What is going on? (laughs) The sad thing is I've probably nodded off exactly like that because I'm a chronic nodder offer. I am too. Sun goes down. It doesn't matter where I am. I'll fall asleep. Did this pass the Linus test? No. No. He did. No, none so. of them expressed the real meaning of Christmas. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, he just realized, hey, I've been a dead jerk for a while. I might as well be a dead not jerk. He cast <laughs> off his bitterness a little bit, but I guess that doesn't really eclipse the. Isn't that what I said? Season. Yeah. <laughs> I, just said, I just said it nicer. I was about to say, Tom, you said it much more. Uh... Tomish. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well. Let's get our rankings out and see where this bad boy is going to fall. 1.85. I liked it better than North Pole. Sorry, Tom. (laughs) 
I did not like it better than Polar Express. Why are we friends? <laughs> Why are we friends? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what though? Did I? Because North Pole at least was cheerful. Mm, do I want to give that girl in North Pole a higher score though? <laughs> uh, look who you're comparing her to, though. That's actually a really good point. Okay. And mm, let's, let's be honest, she kept her clothes on through the whole movie. <laughs> you swayed me there, Tom. I'm going to give this a two. I'm giving it a 3.99. So what's the average? 2.613. Which puts it between the star and One Magic Christmas. I'm really looking forward to our anniversary where we get to where reassess. We... So where we would put stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling bad for the ranking because anytime you say something ends up next to one magic Christmas, I feel like it's in the wrong place. <laughs> I really do, because it's not that bad. Hey, I gave one magic Christmas a point eight five. Y'all both gave it a three. Yeah, the more I th- the in retrospect, uh the more time I have between it, the more I realize that that movie was just it robbed all holiday cheer from everything. Yeah. I I would definitely give that a, I would definitely lower that score today than than what I did. But. Well, for those of you listening, make sure you join us for our anniversary special where we are going to shuffle the cards a bit and take a look at our personal rankings for movies. Um the more these stack up, the more we all seem to think maybe we got it wrong on a few of these. Let us know your feedback specifically on the spirit of Christmas on all of our social medias. Anthony, you want to tell them what some of those social medias are? Sure. You can follow us on Twitter at tis the pod, uh, Instagram at tis the podcast, Facebook. You can search tis the podcast um, and Reddit r slash tis the podcast. That's where we get most people interacting with us. And I actually just wanted to share one bit of feedback we got from Reddit this week because we got a few, um, well, we got Disco 54 answered, uh, talked about unpopular Christmas opinions. So I wanted to share that. He said, can I just say I love Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. I don't understand why it gets to hate that it does. Because it's <laughs> um, terrible, Disco 54. He, he, he I said, love it. I agree. He said, uh, his next bit, and I agree with this bit, what I don't want to hear is people like Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, and John Legend, Mariah, and that lot murdering Christmas songs by oversinging every part of it. So Silent Night becomes Silent Night, you know? <laughs> I also agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, um, Anthony <laughs> singing like Christina Aguilera has to go down at the greatest moments of Tis <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Glee and Pentatonics can fade away and disappear. They're too chirpy and irritating. I like some of Glee and Pentatonics. I do not. Car- like Pentatonics is Carol of the Bells, though. The star Ooh, is really good. One. They've got a couple hits or a couple uh, of good songs, but for the most part, I- sorry, mom. I love their Sesame Street stuff. Have you heard their Sesame Street stuff? Mm-mm. There's just one me. It's so good. It's the you count one to five. So huh. good. Sesame Street Pentatonics, it's worth looking at. And that Revit guy said uh, he can't believe nobody likes a Christmas story. He has a lot of fond memories for that, memories associated with it. But he said, I hope it will change your opinion when you really dig into the film. So he's looking forward to the episode. So thanks for the feedback, guys. And for all of you listeners out there, if you want to interact with us, we'll read your feedback too. 
So we love interacting with you. Speaking of Disco 54 and unpopular Christmas opinions, he also <laughs> gave us some hate on, the, on our upcoming Harry Potter episode. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think the three of us can agree those are not Christmas movies, but their Christmas scenes make us are very atmospheric. Absolutely. 100%. And the three of us have been looking for an excuse just to talk Harry Potter. In full. Pretty much. Yeah. So. It, I mean, no Linus moments will happen, but no. who cares? It's our podcast. We can talk about Harry Potter and more <laughs> if we want to. And guys, <laughs> I feel like after this month, we kind of deserve it. I we do so. deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> and for our Patreon listeners, you will definitely get a bonus episode out of that one because that's going to be a really long episode. So we're going to put all the bonus stuff on Patreon for those who subscribe. Most um, definitely. So Patreon, if you're not familiar with it, is a site where for you being a patron of the show, which basically just means you're donating money to us, you get access to extra content. So we have some extra content on there already. Um, all of the extended stuff in our office episode and Hocus Pocus. And we reviewed the movie Clue and we've got fun stuff coming even beyond all of the extra content with Harry Potter. So check it out. Um, all you have to do is go to patreon.com and look up Tis the podcast. No, I want to just talk about, so this was our, our inaugural uh, Christmas in July Hallmark movie. One bit of feedback I have for us that I think um, would be good to share with our, our audience. I really think next year we should hold off on picking the movies until we know what they're going to be showing. Um, because a lot of these were really hard to find. And so yeah. I know if we had a hard time, I know our listeners did. So next year we'll try to make it easier for you to find the movies that we're going to be reviewing. Can we all agree to that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, and for those of you who have been loving Hallmark Month, I've been watching Christmas Hallmark movies every night before bed because they're on the Hallmark channel right now. I Me too. I've been loving it. But I will say for the 37 podcasts that are discussing Hallmark Christmas movies every week. Um, God bless you. I, you I don't are, envy them. You guys are doing some amazing work. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we are going to wrap up Christmas in July by watching all of the Harry Potter Christmas scenes. So if you need to know exactly what to watch, be sure to follow us on social media. We'll post this week uh, which episodes we're discussing, which scenes, where to find them, timestamps, all that good stuff to make it as easy as possible for you to stay engaged. I vote that we are allowed to sprinkle in some of the Harry Potter book Christmas scenes into our discussion as well. <gasps> because the books have some amazing ones that never made the cut that I would love to talk about. Since just since we're doing a Harry Potter Christmas episode, why not? Yes. Well, I can dig it. So much yes. Okay. Awesome. Any reason to crack open the Harry Potter books, I'm game. Because I'm <laughs> practically a 12-year-old child still. <laughs> Guys, I love the thing we always agree on is Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter, friends, and the office. The three subjects we are always going to agree on. It's like the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> we are under five months till Christmas. There are only 148 days left. Which is 21 wow. weeks. That Which sounds is like nothing. so close. Yeah. It really does. All right. Y'all do your homework. Watch you some Harry Potter and break those books open and we'll talk about it next week. Bye guys. Have a good week, guys. Bye. So this is Christmas. 
what have you done? Another year over, and a new one just begun. And so this is. 